This episode is brought to you by Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only financial planning firm helping first-generation six-figure income earners navigate their finances. If you are in this situation and you're the first person in your family to make a six-figure income and now you've come to the place where you need help with the financial decisions that you have, please don't hesitate. Give us a call. We're available for you at www.gennextwealth.com. You can go there and schedule a free consultation to talk about your personal financial situation. Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Have you ever thought about what financial advice you would have given to your younger self? I mean, 20 years ago, from some of us 10 years ago. But if you had an opportunity to give yourself advice back then for now, what would it be? Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And so today I wanted to talk about those money things that you wish you knew when you were younger, those pitfalls that you may have hit, those things that you wish you could have done a little bit different or wish that you had someone to tell you the things that you know now. So today I want to start a small, not a series, but I want to talk a little bit about principles that you can teach to young children about money. A lot of times when it comes to talking to our kids about money, it's a touchy subject because a lot of us are struggling with how we manage our money and what we have to do. So a lot of us are kind of apprehensive to talk to our kids about the things around surrounding money. And that has a lot to do with the money scripts that we tell ourselves. So if you would indulge me a little while, think back to that age, whether it was 18 when you got your first job or 16 when you got your first job or after you graduated college and you received your first paycheck, what kind of information would you have wanted back then to get you ready or to prepare you for what you were going to have to do in adulthood? And I think about this all the time because this is something that I get asked from my clients about their kids all the time. How do I have those money conversations with them? How do I talk to them about different things? And I say, make finance practical. What do I mean by that? Make it practical. Make it things that you would already do, the things that you know to do, but you may not have done them when you were younger. Things that you have heard or wanted to implement, but just never did it. And the practical thing to do is start now. Let's do them now. One of the biggest things that you hear all the time, there's four principles that I want to talk about today. And the thing that you hear about all the time when it comes to money, I think there's a few talking heads that talk about it all the time, but the whole pay yourself first concept. First principle is pay yourself first. What do I even mean by that? Because it sounds cool, right? Pay yourself first. What that means is that's an easy way to say you are the first bill that you pay. We talk about budgeting. We talk about all this stuff in your finances. But if you don't set yourself up as the first bill that you pay every month, then you'll be the last bill. And sometimes if you're the last bill, there's not enough money at the end of the month. Sometimes you end up having more month than you do have money. And if you don't take care of the things that you need to take care of immediately by paying yourself first, you may not have anything in the end. And this is one of the principles that I always like to employ to people and tell them about, because I think that it is so important for you to take care of you. This is ultimate self-care. Why do I say that? Because with everything that's going on in the world right now, people being laid off, we just came out of the pandemic and there's never a time that you don't 
need to save. So paying yourself first, let's take this as an example, because I want to be able to make this as make this as useful as possible. So principle one, pay yourself first. What do I mean by that? When you get your paycheck, most of us do this. We have like some retirement account. Some if your employer doesn't offer a retirement account, that's okay. You can save it other ways. But what I would suggest that you talk to your kids about when we're saying pay yourself first, like you make sure that when you're writing out your budget, the first line item on there is me. And so if you make $2,000 a month, we do this as an example for kids all the time. We use 2000. I know some people make more, some people make less. We just use 2000 because it's a nice round number. So we'll take it like this. When you pay yourself first, you pick a percentage of what you want to pay yourself, whether it's, it's out of the $2,000, we can say we're going to take 10% or we're going to take $50. That's more than 10%, but we're going to take $50 out of this check and we're going to put it into a savings account. I wouldn't invest it just yet. I would just pay yourself first until you get to a dollar amount that that's going to meet six months of expenses. So paying yourself first until you get to six months of expenses. If you're living at home with your parents and they're talking to you about what to do with your money, this is the conversation you can have with your parents and parents, you can have this conversation with your kids. How much money are you paying yourself? And so we can ask that question very easily. They'll understand it. And we want to make sure that they're putting it there. Now, the thing that you want to be aware of parents is because we have a lot of money traumas ourselves. it's easy for us to put those on our kids. But you have to understand that this is a clean slate. They're just starting life. And so the questions that you ask are more important than what you tell them to do, because you want your children to be able to self-realize how important these things are. So paying yourself first, that's number one. Number two is a big one. Don't spend more money than you make. I remember when I was working at the bank and this gentleman came into the bank and he said, you know what? There's an older gentleman and he came in and we were sitting down and we we're talking about stuff as we we're opening up the account. And this is me. I was managing the bank at the time and, and relatively young. I don't even think I was 30 yet at this time when I started there when I was 26, but I wasn't 30 when I had this conversation with him. And he said, you know what? The best advice that someone ever gave me, don't spend more money than you make. And when I heard that, I was like, that's so simple. Why is that so simple? But as I talked about it, as I thought about it, as I ideated on it a little bit, I realized that, and this is just an economic term, but I want to say the Americans' marginal propensity to spend is over 100%. This is why we see credit card debt where it's at. Typically, Americans are spending way more money than they make. And when you spend more money than you make, you find yourself in debt. And when you find yourself in debt, it brings on the stress. And when it brings on that stress, you make bad decisions. It's like a trickle-down effect in a negative way if you spend more money than you make. Now, if you're saving a portion of what you're doing by paying yourself first, then you have the ability to spend some money because you have saved some money. So you can't spend anything until you save something, but don't ever spend over what you make. And it's so hard. It's such an easy principle, but so hard to do. So I want to make sure that we are not spending more money than we make. If you make $50,000 a year, don't live a $75,000 lifestyle. If you're making $75,000 a year, don't live a $100,000 lifestyle. Don't spend more than you make. The next tip for this is invest early. I was talking to a client the other day and they're telling me about some activities that their child was doing. And they had started an account and they started investing. And it was pretty cool to see how much they were investing of their money. They were investing about 60% of the money that they were getting for their allowance into individual stocks. I thought that was absolutely incredible that this teenager was able to start a systematic investment at the age of 19 
where he was purchasing stocks daily. I mean, I was blown away by that. And what I'm saying is this, start investing early. The earlier you get started investing, the better it is for you. You can see all of the different diagrams, different charts, different things that I'll show you. If you start saving now, it's going to grow at a much larger rate. And I'm saying this, yes, do you need to understand everything about what you're investing in? You might want to. But I think that it's easy to do this. And I've always said this. If you look around your house, if you look around things that you believe in, especially if you're trying to do stuff for, if you're trying to do things that are going to individual stocks, if you're trying to do that, look around the house. I'm not giving you investment advice. I'm just telling you, look around your house. If you're sitting there and you're looking at the time on an Apple watch and you're sending text messages on an Apple phone and you're sitting looking at an Apple computer, maybe you should buy Apple. It's a no brainer, right? If you're sitting there and every vehicle in the house is a Ford, Maybe you should probably invest in Ford. If you're sitting there and every lotion in the house is Johnson & Johnson or whatever else they have, like if it's baby lotion, then maybe Johnson & Johnson is a good company for you to go into because you believe in it. You don't need some sophisticated investment strategy. You just go with brands that you believe in. That's a good place to start. You can also do index funds, but earlier you start, the better. So it's the frequency at which you are investing. People get this so upside down. Investing early and investing frequently is going to be the biggest principle that you can give to your kids. So principle four would be never stop learning. And when I talk about never stop learning, there's always different things that you're going to want to learn as a new investor, as a person that's trying to get ahead. And I say that subscribe to something, whether it's a podcast like this one, whether it's a podcast that's specifically on investing, whether it's a podcast or a book or someone that you know, maybe you hire an advisor, whatever you have to do, being a continual learner will change the trajectory of your life, financially speaking. You have to continue to learn. You have to continue to invest that time. Well, a lot of times we want to invest money and not invest the time to research where we should put our money at or how we should look at things. Like this is something that I think we really have to do. One more that I wanted to do and add on there, I know it's four principles, but the fifth one, if I had to add one, is being able to manage your debt. Because there's some things that you're not going to be able to, hypothetically, you won't save enough to purchase your first house in cash. You're probably not going to save enough to purchase your first car in cash. So you might have to have some debt. And adequately managing your debt is just as important as everything else that we mentioned. And so I wanted to throw that last one in there. I was like, I guess that'd be like 4.4B. Don't learn how to manage your credit and learn how to manage your debt. Those are topics that I think parents can talk to their children about without having a financial expert. A lot of times people say, I want to talk to my child about how to invest their money. I want to talk to them about how to basically how to boil the ocean. And it's like, this is supposed to work on these small things. Teach the children to pay themselves first and then reinforce that self with yourself, right? If you're not doing that, then it's time for you to start doing that. And I think this is a great way to get in a dialogue with your children. You can always tell them things that you did wrong so that they don't make those same mistakes. You can tell them about your experiences, but they can't relive your experience. They have to have their own experiences. And what you would do well to do in this situation is ask more questions. The more questions you ask your children, you can lead them or find out just exactly how their mind works when it comes to their relationship with money. Because everything that we're talking about, these four principles, all will impact the relationship that you have with your money. And if you don't believe it, it is a relationship. It's a very, very close relationship that you have with your money. 
I don't like to say good or bad, but it can be stressful at times as a relationship that you have. And so the ways that we can manage it is by running things through a few filters to make sure that we are making the best financial decisions and teaching the best lessons that we can to the people that we love the most. And one of those things is those four things that we're talking about here. So the first one, pay yourself first. Don't spend more money than you make. Invest early. Never stop learning. And if we had 4B, that would be manage your debt effectively. That's it for today. Just wanted to throw those out there. Have these conversations with your kids. Bring up these things with money. Have those conversations. Ask the questions. Let them ask you questions. Be vulnerable and build a great relationship with your money and your family. That's it for today. As you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here, and until next time, 